All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning. This is Prophetess Dawn, and I want to welcome you once again to Moa's Art, where God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Yes, we do. I want to welcome you all to what I'm going to say is part two uh, of my previous podcast where we talked about toxic behaviors, the things that we want to stop immediately. And we talked about comparing yourselves to others. And uh, I pray that as a result of that study, you all are in agreement and in alignment with me that if we have any of those attributes that we talked about, it just, uh, demonstrate any of those behaviors, we're going to stop it today. And for those of us who cannot just, you know, Johnny on the spot, stop it you know, in this track on our own, we are going to fast and pray. We are going to seek deliverance and we're going to ask God uh, to help us in this area. And not only are we going to ask him, but we're going to trust him. So today I want to give you guys just a few tips on how to stop that behavior, how to, how to stop it. How do you stop comparing yourselves to others uh, you know, which basically, to me, I just say, see yourself the way that I do. Because <laughs> to me, you the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? Uh, but if you can't do that, then try to follow, you know, some of these few simple steps that I want to talk you all through today. I'll try to get through it quickly and briefly. Uh, but if I don't, y'all know how I roll. I'm not going to stop until I'm finished. All right. So you all have a blessed day. And I pray that this podcast is a blessing to each and every one of you. All right. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right. So let's just jump right into uh, the continuation of this study. I pray that you all listen to part one, part one. If you did not, I want you to go back now. Uh, listen to part one of these toxic behaviors that we want to discontinue uh, comparing ourselves to others. We want to stop that. We're going to stop that today. Uh, don't compare yourself to anybody but yourself and Jesus. Uh, let Jesus be the reflection that you're trying to mirror uh, in your lives. Amen. All right. So let me get right into um the material for today that I want to help you all, you know, because sometimes we get a word and, and, you know, we get all of this content and we understand what, what to do, but we just don't know how, you know, we can comprehend why we need to do it, but we just don't know how. So I pray through the leading of the Holy Spirit that we will get that how to do it. Uh, so that we will walk in empowerment and knowledge and and discontinue this mess. Stop comparing ourselves to others because first and foremost, it is ungodly. It's ungodly. He God made each of us unique. 
He created us to be peculiar. Uh, We are not the same. He doesn't look at us the same. He is no respecter of persons. So we are all individuals. The only thing that God sees when he sees us is Christ in us. Amen. So stop comparing yourselves to others. I think I touched on this in part one, you know, about this, this social media craze and, and, um, uh, these reality television shows has caused us to really want to, you know, just be like others and always comparing ourselves and, and getting away from what God truly wants and desires for us. We lose, uh, um, our faith in God and, and his ability to cultivate and curate us according to his plan, his purpose, and what he desires for us by looking at others and wanting what they got. You know, uh, back in the day when we were growing up, they used to say, you trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know, and, and depending on what neighborhood you in, maybe the Jacksons or the Johnsons, but, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, it just means you want to try to be like somebody else. We look at folk and look at their exterior, you know, they may have vehicles or, or homes and things like that. And we want that. No, it's not your, uh, your lot. It's not your lot. So stop trying to covet what God has given others. And and sometimes y'all don't even know. (laughs) Y'all don't even know whether this is something of God or something that the enemy allowed people to have. And I'm going to tell you something. And I know this to be true uh, just through living and experiencing God in such a way that any corrupt thing, any corrupt thing will eventually die. It is going to die. So anything that you get that is not of God, it will eventually die. It'll eventually die. Now, y'all gonna have to pray for prophetess because, you know, I told y'all, I told y'all about one of my guilty pleasures, which is watching these little, you know, reality shows that my husband keep telling me I need to stop watching. Uh, but the other is I just love the Godfather. I love the trilogy and I had the nerve last night to watch, uh, part three. And I, and I started seeing some parallels, but that's, again, you know, for another show, if I ever do it. But <laughs> maybe it's for a private conversation. But anyway, I, I saw some biblical par- parallels in, in that show. But anyway, uh, this this family, the, the Corleone family, uh, they started out as a principled family. But they were a crime family, and they were doing things that were incongruent to any form of godliness, even though, you know, they they associated themselves with the Catholic faith. Uh, The father, who was the the first uh, Don, uh, was it Vito? I can't, I don't know. I I remember Sonny and, and Michael and, oh, what was the brother? Start with an F. Okay, so it was Vito, uh, the father. And I was I was sharing with my son, you know, the difference between the father and uh, how uh, the, the family was passed on to the next son. The father was a principled 
guy. So, so most of his decisions, his leadership, everything was about principle. It was about their Sicilian way of life and, and what he came from. And, and they thought that it was all honor and integrity and things like that, where when the son Michael took on uh, responsibility. Uh, he he was more about he was he was from the military. Uh, I believe you know from the Marines, and it was more about you know we're in a war. It's about winning by any means necessary. So I may have to make some decisions that that are incongruent to my values and 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 the principles that my father passed down. But I got to do it because we got to preserve uh, the family. And then you know, in in three, they passed it on to Sonny's uh, son. And uh, <laughs> ooh, they passed it on to Sonny's son, and, and he was just like Sonny. Uh, um, uh, Vinny, Vinny, uh, uh, Vincent was his name. But anyway, uh, he, the, he was more about, you know, Hey, you, you territorial, you're not going to take what's mines, you know? So, so as the generations passed, uh, that principleness was more diluted because it was not rooted and grounded in anything that was godly. And guess what? At the end, they lost their family. They lost the family. They lost the the cohesiveness of the family, the power of the family, everything. I mean, so many of them died. And, you know, it's just, I I could get real analytical about that uh, movie because, like I said, that's one of my guilty pleasures. It's one of the ones that... um, that I love, you know, watching because, you know, it's just that little gangster in me. But anyway, I, I share that to share that while you're looking on at others, you're looking at their lives, you're looking at the things that they have. You don't know how they got that stuff. You don't know if they're walking in obedience to God. You don't know if, you know, what deals they made behind closed doors to get what they got. You don't want to be like them, okay? So be, you know, real clear. Stop comparing yourself because it is not of God. It is divisive. It brings forth delusions of of, uh, grandeur. That was the word I was thinking about. My my husband always say that, delusion of grandeur. And it destroys. It destroys. Okay? So I want you to stop doing that. But how do you do it? How do you do it? By becoming content. You got to become content with what you have. That is the only antidote to comparison. It's contentment. Contentment. See, when you get in the trap of comparison, then you're going to be compelled to try to look inside of something that you can't even see. You can't see the hearts of others. You can't see what uh, uh, people really, really feeling and going through. You don't know. You just looking over the way and saying, well, you know, they're they're more articulate than I am. They're better speakers and you know, oh, this one can pray better than I can, you know, things like that. No, uh-uh, baby, you don't know. You don't know what people are actually going through and you comparing yourself and and um exaggerating uh, a, a fake or false 
um, inferiority because you don't know you may be stronger in that area than, than that person that you're looking at. Okay, so be content, be thankful, be thankful for what you have. Begin to thank God. You know, it's so easy to look out on what you ain't got, to look out, you know. um, I'm just trying to think of an instance where it was something that I really, really wanted and I just did not have it. And I can identify, you know, times when, you know, I didn't have uh, finances, you know, to make ends meet, you know, to put food on the table, to to cover, you know, um, shelter and provision for the family. And I can get up in the morning, Lord, here I go again. I ain't got enough to pay this bill. Or, you know, I want to be able to, to, to get the kids this and I don't have enough and I can't do this. But I'm not considering and thanking God for the fact that I have a child <laughs> who woke up this morning because so many did not. So many did not, especially in this day and age when we're dealing with all that sex trafficking and they just grabbing our kids up off the street. My God, God, I thank you. I thank you for my children to even, you know, have them little hunger pains that they might have because I can't feed them, you know, the way that I want to. But I thank you, God. I thank you for their life, their health, their strength. I honor you for that. And I'm, I, I mean, I've never been in such a desolate place to where, you know, my children just didn't have food to eat. You know, I've I've been to the point, though, where I would have to feed them and I wouldn't eat, you know, but God's grace has, has kept us all of these years to where, you know, certain challenges, you know, and I'm, I'm praying that they'll never meet those in their lifetime either, you know, but, but you all understand what I'm saying. The, the direct counter to comparison is contentment. Be content, be gracious and thankful and grateful for what God has given to you. Thank God even for his ability to meet the needs of others. Be content with that. The one that you looking at and comparing yourself to, Thank God for gifting them with those things instead of comparing yourself. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, that uh, uh, little Bernard is is doing well in school and excelling, you know, in, in school. And sometimes I used to look at certain things, you know, with, with my kids and, and not and comparing them, but, you know, more specifically around the church around the church I wanted so desperately to to provide my children with the same uh, foundation and life experience that I had you know with the church in the beginning of my journey I wanted so bad to give them to that I was in the choir I was I was uh blessed and anointed as an intercessor you know I was involved I was engaged in the church we had our little youth uh wise 
YCWW. I, I don't forget all of these acronyms, but y'all know I'm rooted in Church of God in Christ. And I was so involved. And so I just thought that it was just the natural, you know, uh, uh, flow of things for me when I became a mother that my children would do the same. But baby, when I tell you I came to Cincinnati. <laughs> and for some of y'all, that's all I got to say. But I came to a city called Cincinnati that was right above the border of where the North meets the South, where the Underground Railroad had his little little passageway to cross through. So I'm gonna leave that right there so y'all can understand what kind of spirits was was dwelling here still to this day. But I was so determined that my children would have that experience. I wanted them to be in the choir. I wanted them to be on the praise dance team. I wanted them to be engaged in, you know, all of the activities of the youth. And I'm telling you, as sure as I am speaking to you today, every time I tried to put my kids in something, it was blocked. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. You you guys wouldn't believe it. One day I'm going to talk about it because we need to have some honest discussions about some things. But but I got to a place where I used to just get so sad and say, God, why? Why would you not allow my children to experience this thing? And, you know, I had to take accountability because I stayed in this ministry for so many years knowing that it wasn't meeting my needs. It wasn't meeting the needs of my children. But I just convinced myself that it was God's will that I stay. And, you know, further along, God revealed to me that his rejection or the people's rejection was my protection. Because <laughs> I found out that some of those uh, youth uh, excursions that the kids went on, you know, they were doing all kinds of God, ungodly stuff. And some of the facilitators and leaders were, you know, messing with these kids and molesting them. You know, just some stuff that I'm telling you, God protected my babies, but I didn't understand it because I wanted them to have that experience to, you know, quote Bible scriptures and, 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 and you know, understand and, and grow in a relationship with Christ. And, and I wanted them to, you know, sing in the choir. I'm telling you, I just wanted to replicate what I had experienced, but I didn't. But when I got to the point, where I began to become content with where we were and what we had experienced and, and began to thank God, thank God for protecting us. Thank God for covering and shielding us and, and that he allowed me to live, <laughs> to live out his word that said all things working together for the good of those who love the Lord. I knew, you know, as they became adults and came into themselves and, and connected with the children, you know, who were in that ministry and learned so many things about things that were going on. And I'm not saying my kids ain't get out there in the, in the world and do stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I really wanted them to have that experience and they didn't. 
but it took me getting content. So let's go to the word of God in 2 Corinthians 5 and 14. And it says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this in this way, we do so no longer. We have to uh, discipline ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves. I know some of you all understand the kingdom principle of tithing and, and offering and, and even more so praying and fasting. But we've got to discipline ourselves in the area of thanksgiving. Be thankful every single day. Be thankful for who God is, what God has given you. Stop regarding yourself from a worldly point of view, regarding the people from a worldly point of view. Now y'all can hear me or not, but I'm telling you, all of this comparing yourself with others, that ain't of God. It is not his will. It is not his plan. And I'm giving you some nuggets that's going to help you get through. The other thing is you want to remain in his word. Remain in his word. The word of God says in Ephesians 5 and 8 through 10, at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. How would you know? What is good, right, and true unless you get into his word. You got to hide his word in your heart. That when these urges come to you to compare yourself, that you'll have his, his word right there to help you to move on. To not compare yourself, not to... Uh, do anything from your own selfish ambition or conceit, but that in humility you will count others more significant than yourself as stated in Philippians 2 and 3. Stop trying to put yourself on a pedestal thinking that you are just that important, that you ought to be, be better than Sally Sue or somebody else. God called us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in God, in Christ, our labor is not in vain. Stop worrying about you. See, that comparison tells me that you are too much in your flesh. Galatians 5 and 26 said, become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That is not of God. That is not of God. We ought to do what Psalms 37 and 4 says, which is delight ourselves in the Lord, knowing that he will give us the desires of our hearts. Stop looking over the corner. 
to somebody else and something else. So again, the first thing you're going to do is stop comparing yourself by becoming content. Being thankful for what you already have. The other way is you're going to remain in his word. Get in his word. Get in his word. I say a lot of times, y'all, look. <laughs> y'all might have a problem with it, but, but so be it. Take it up with God. When God gives me a word because I'm a teacher, not so much a preacher, but I preach too. But when God gives me a word, I'm getting in the word. I will read the word because I believe there's power in his word. It's power in hearing his word. It's power in knowing his word. It does you no good for me to say Ephesians 5 uh, verses 8 through 10. Let me be real clear. A lot of us, especially since we started in this social media, uh, Twitter age, a lot of us can't retain two to three words in a sentence, let alone a whole scripture memorized. We are few and far between. I used to try, man, I used to try to memorize scriptures and, you know, try to do what I felt like other people felt like, you know, was necessary as a minister. Baby, let me tell you, I will get in the word any moment and look up a word But it's something about getting in God's word, learning his word, having it written in your heart. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I want to make this up. Scriptures shaming. Scripture retentions shaming. Like they say, you know, all this fat shame and all this other stuff. I'm going to put my own twist on it. I'm not doing that because, you know, that's, that's religious you know, stuff that ain't of God. He, he don't require all of that. But but you do need to get in the word. You need to read it for yourself. Because you can definitely get rhema from reading his word. Finally, I want to admonish you to serve others. Serve others. Stop just thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about you all the time. It ain't always about you. Serve somebody else. In Matthew 20, the Lord, of, the word of God says, whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and and this is dropped in my spirit don't y'all go back acting like prophet has said you don't need to memorize the word of god i'm not saying that at all it's 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 of good practice but what i'm saying is don't don't condemn yourself for not knowing you know scripture verbatim all the time but it's good for you to get in that word. So begin to practice these things. Begin to practice doing this. And each and every time you become aware 
of yourself comparing yourself to others. Just stop. Just stop it. Part of it is, you know, get out of that social media all the time. Get out of, you know, those reality shows and and all of that stuff. Just, Just looking at what other people got. And then the most important part is you you need to understand whether or not you need deliverance. Because some of this is not just, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm struggling with this area. You know, I need to do these steps. Some of y'all need some short enough purge these strongholds and demons out deliverance. Which is why you wondering why you 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 know you so worried about being like somebody else, and it's it's to the point where you feel like you got mental illness, like you feel like you're losing your mind. You are, you have lost your mind. Now get it back through deliverance. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you know when we get sick. When we get sick and we go to the doctor and 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 we we are dealing with the situation with my grandbaby now. Uh he got sick and I was so so worried. This poor little guy, he got sick and he got a little ear infection and uh he caught a fever and I was, you know, trying to coach the parents on how to break the fever and how he can't go for too long, you know, with the fever and and we need to get him to the doctor. And so eventually they took him to urgent care. And so uh, he went to urgent care and they determined that he had an ear infection. And so that's what was causing, you know, the fever and, you know, he had something they felt was a little viral, you know, so they gave him some antibiotics and and uh, told him to get him some Motrin and, and, you know, to help keep that fever down. So he left and traveled to uh, Chicago. I mean, not Chicago. Lord have mercy. I wish it was Chicago because that's closer. But California, uh, he went uh, and he saw another doctor. And so the other doctor had, he went to, to emergency and they said that it looked like he had pneumonia. And so, uh, you know, they they told the mom what needed to be done, but then he needed to go to um, uh, see a pediatrician that week to really determine what was really wrong. So the hospital sent him on his way with some, you know, medications. And so finally, he got to the pediatrician. And so he's gone from urgent care to emergency to now he's at the pediatrician. And so the pediatrician was to was able to more accurately pinpoint what his condition was. But all the while, as he was getting that diagnosis, they were prescribing him uh, uh, different medication and then instructions as to what needs to be done. But as they knew better, they adjusted and adapted and they did better. And what I'm saying to you all today is that it's not one size fits all. I'm giving you all the knowledge that you need and I'm helping you to understand how you need to stop comparing yourself. But if one thing 
don't happen to work according to what you think, try something else. And I'm telling you that at face value, what I'm delivering to you today is enough to bring you out, to help you receive the breakthrough that you need. But baby, some of y'all gonna need deliverance. So you better seek out some true deliverance warriors to help you through it. Some of y'all gonna need some supplemental care, (laughs) some follow-up, some ministers to help you walk through your deliverance. Therapists or life coaches to help you along the way. So keep that in mind. But what I want you to do, moving forward, moving forward from this day on, when you start, just y'all know yourself. You ain't got to tell nobody else. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to expose it to nobody else. But when you start comparing yourself to others, I want you to hear prophetess saying, that ain't of God. Stop. And I want you to become aware of what your triggers are. What are your triggers? Who is it in your life that you are constantly comparing yourself to? What is it? And I, you know, I know some of y'all have people around you who they're, they're so insecure and so unstable and everything that they do, that all they do is brag. All they do, they just want to throw it up in your face. I'm this, I'm that, I got this, I got that. It's all right to stay away from them folks. It's all right. Because that's a trigger for you. You want to avoid those triggers. Now, I'm I'm not talking about people that may share their testimony and God may be doing an abundant thing in their life. <laughs> every time every time they turn around, God is blessing and they giving God the glory. Those not the ones I'm talking about. You know the difference between a haughty spirit and somebody who is just acknowledging Christ and you getting all upset because God getting blessed and you, I mean, God is blessing them and not you. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about them triggers, them triggers. Consider what is it? It causes me to want to compare myself. Do I not understand the true value of who I am? Do I not know who God created me to be? Do I not trust God enough that he made me beautifully and wonderfully wonderfully in his image and that ought to be enough? Understand what those triggers are and make a list. Make a list. Write down how you feel how often are you becoming envious what are these things that are negatively affecting you write it down so that you have tangible evidence so that you can go back and say okay now I know this is a trigger but God I'm I'm walking with you and I'm trusting you that you're going to help me to get deliverance as you get your deliverance, tick that one off your list.
I want you to also stop looking at the outside. Stop looking from the outside in thinking that you know everything about somebody who is seemingly prospering because you don't know. And and really, this just dropped in my spirit. Sometimes it's unfair to the person that you're putting up on that pedestal because they may really need a strength from you that they're deficient in. And because you feel like they're better than you, you fail to embrace them as their sister and brother in Christ and 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 um, pour into them what they need from you. Stop doing it. Just stop. Stop looking from the outside in thinking you got some insight. You don't know what's going on with people. You don't know what it took to get them to where they at. I remember listening to T.D. Jakes one time. You know, he was just saying how so many ministers were trying to come up under him, you know, trying to be an apprentice, trying to do this and that. And it, it was um, it was T.D. Jakes and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. They, it's so funny because it, the essence of what they were saying was the same. But of course, T.D. Jakes was ministering and Snoop Dogg was doing a, uh, an interview. But the essence of what they were saying was that I tried to create in them what I had in me. But because they were not me, they were not able to manifest the same successes that I experienced. And so we try so hard to be something that we're not. Just be you. Just be you. And T.D. Jakes got so frustrated one time, you know, he said, look, you don't know the story behind the glory. You don't know what I went through. You don't know what I had to go through. And if you are coveting my life, if you are coveting my success, you are a witch or a warlock. <laughs> or a fool. I threw the fool in there. Because who would want to be homeless and, and lose, you know, so many things? Now, I would say the sacrifice is, is worth God's will. But who would want all of this for fame and glory and, and, and a pedestal, a platform? Come on now. Stop looking at what you feel to be another person's wealth and their treasures and comparing it to your lot. I tell you the truth. Some of the most wealthy people in the world are the most lonely, are the most unfulfilled, are the most discontent, scattered, and I'm talking about the ones without Christ. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? I'm telling you, the wealth that you are comparing with others mean nothing. It means nothing. I feel the richest I've ever been in my life. 
the wealthiest I've ever been in my life. On this day in 2019, I feel the wealthiest I've ever felt in my life. And at the end of the year in December, and it don't have nothing to do with money. I have added to my family three grandbabies. Three grandbabies. And now God has graced me to have four. And can you imagine how far the legacy of my life, my husband's life, my children's lives are going to go through those four? (laughs) It ain't got nothing to do with money. Be grateful. I cannot stress this enough. Be grateful. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy that your life is not good enough. Be grateful. Don't compare yourself to others. Just work on improving yourself day after day. I heard a great speaker say at one time, and this this thing stuck with me. It stuck with me that I can only be the best of who I am and the worst of who I am every day. That's it. So what we have to do is endeavor to enhance our lives, to do better. And if we fail, we just pick up from there and we move on. But I cannot be the best of who you are, nor the worst of who you are. I am who I am. So I just want to, once again, I want to encourage you all who are listening to this podcast to take the initiative, take the effort to stop this toxic behavior today. Now, I done gave you the what. I done gave you the why. I'm telling you now how. And you already know who. (laughs) When is now. And where is wherever you may be. Cut it out. Stop it. God is such an awesome God. Mm. That when he created you, he made no mistakes. Every challenge, every trial, every tribulation, everything that you have experienced, every blessing, every triumph, every success, Everything that you have experienced in life was uniquely designed for you. The word of God tells us that all things work up together for our good. You have to believe it. Please tell me that you will pledge with me on this day. That you will come into agreement and alignment, conjoining your faith with mine. That from this day forward, we will no longer compare ourselves to others. We're done. We're done with that. The only reflection that I have is that of Christ. Am I living my life in vain? Am I living according to God's will, his purpose, and his plan? Am I carrying out the principles of Christ? In my life, 
I would encourage you today to take an introspective look, a spiritual look. Go deep within. Allow God to let you be vulnerable, to see you the way that he sees you, to take and pull out everything that is not like God, anything that does not belong to him, you don't want it anyway. Let the enemy come and recapture and claim everything that's his and give unto God what belongs to him, which is your trust, your faith, your acknowledgement of him as king of kings and lord of lords and reigning over your life. He is an all-knowing God, all-powerful God. And he loves you. And if he loves you, His desire is that you love yourself. We ain't trying to create no halty beans on this uh, podcast now. (laughs) We want you to have a godly uh, confidence. Uh, I I saw this uh, on something, a God-fidence. God-fidence. They merged the word God and confidence. But moreover, I want you to stop comparing yourself to others. If we did that, I'm telling you, if I had to think with your brain, if I had to live according to your capabilities and and your abilities, baby, we'd be all messed up. I'd be a foot trying to live the life of a hand. better yet a foot trying to live the life of a life I mean the life of an eye (laughs) oh boy that's just too funny can you imagine trying to see with your foot ridiculous I want you to moving forward stop comparing yourself all right so I got to get to my other uh toxic behavior that I've been saying I was gonna do for weeks now Uh, It's time to get to it. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you all. I want you to uh, give me your feedback now. Help me know what is helping you and what's not. You know, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to come as God gives it to me. So I pray that you open up your hearts and your spirits to receive. To receive. Don't look at the package. Don't even look at the deliverer. When the mailman comes to bring you mail, you don't care about nothing but that they in that UPS, USPS vehicle and and they are authorized to put your mail in the mailbox. You ain't trying to worry about who did it. Just know that they skilled enough to bring it. And that's all you got to worry about with me. I'm telling y'all I'm perfectly imperfect. I don't do this for my own vain glory. I definitely don't do it to build no platform, but I want to bring to you tangible tools, principles, techniques, frameworks, methodologies, things that can help you in your everyday living. Amen. All right. Well, I love you all. I hope you listen to my next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye.